Welcome along to episode 22 of the 1000X podcast with myself, Neil Sisson, and my host, Mr. Keith Cummins. He's throwing some stuff around there. Uh, it's the 26th of August, 2021, and the market today, Bitcoin would have cost you somewhere in the region of 46 to 49,000 US dollars per coin. And Ethereum was up over 3,000 uh, 3, bucks. Um, so this year, or this week, as with every week, um, Keith and I will be tracking our 1000x challenge for your entertainment and amusement, and very much in the hope that you will join us on your own 1000x journey. In case this is your first episode, around 22 weeks ago, Keith and I started a challenge to see how hard it would be to turn 1000 US dollars into a million US dollars. Turns out it's pretty hard. <laughs> so far, um, neither Keith nor myself have backgrounds or degrees in finance, uh, nor have we had careers in the financial sector or achieved anything like this before. So it's totally new ground for us, and we hope that that inspires you. Because honestly, if we can do it, anybody could. Um, to state the obvious, nothing on this show should ever be taken as financial advice. Always do your own research, and everything we say is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Keith. How's it going? I sound like I've got a tampon up each nostril because I've got a bit of a head cold going on at the moment. So I apologize if my voice sounds sort of, yeah, weird. You haven't got the corona, no? You haven't got the COVID? No. No corona here, no. Fantastic. Well, that's that's the main thing. So anything other than that, you should be fine. And I'm I'm not Yeah, like this is the thing I think people... People forget, you know, like before there was coronavirus, we did get sick with other things like, yeah. you know, our sinus infections and colds and flus and all sorts of other things that we got sick from. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, people, just a, yeah, I think people have kind of got a bit, um, you know, they've turned hysterical. into the hypochondriacs, maybe they are just sort of fear, you know, they're fearing all sorts of any kind of illness. Um, they've just got very, um, Fearful of getting any kind of mm-hmm. sick in any way, you know. And yeah. I, I'm of the view that you know you shouldn't really hide from the world, and um, you shouldn't hide from bacteria or viruses or any of those kind of thing because you just simply can't. You just have to go out there and live your life, be healthy, and uh, buy cryptocurrency. You know, it helps as well. <laughs> so, uh, those are mad, mad you know, stacks of funds to pay your medical bills. Well, it does, you know. If you're feeling sick, just go buy some Bitcoin, you know, and that'll make you feel a lot better. And Cheer you up. I think it will because things are looking good at the moment. So if you are sick yeah. and you want a remedy for it, I think just go and buy almost anything would appear. Is cheap. Can you hear this? No, you can't. Yeah, a little bit of noise, but it's not too bad. This is, um, this is quite a side, but there's... There's a dog, or there's this one dog outside, and when he starts barking, or it starts barking, literally about 10 other dogs, they start barking at the same time. So I don't know if you can hear right yeah. now. And they keep going for about a minute, and then they all stop together. And it seems to be in around the same time every night, around kind of maybe half eight, nine o'clock. So I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Very weird. Um, yeah, we, I used to have neighbors who had these two. Um, they looked like huskies, but they weren't huskies. They were some other type of dog. Um, and there was two of them, and 
yeah, the ice the ice cream truck that drives around playing the music, like playing sort of kids' music to attract to tell you like that there's an ice cream the ice cream man is coming basically and like run out onto the street if you want to get your ninety nine cone. You remember those lads? I do indeed, yeah. Yeah, at least every time the fucking guy would drive past, the two dogs would be like singing along to the song, like they'd be harmonizing, like nonstop until you couldn't hear the ice cream truck anymore, and then they just stop. It's crazy. (laughs) Like you'd never, yeah, yeah, you'd never, you'd never miss knowing that the ice cream man, like actually, like if you were trying to keep track of how often he came. Those lads would help you out. Those two dogs. Mm. Yeah. It's unreal. <laughs> anyway, that's nothing to do with cryptocurrency, just a stupid, useless fact. Uh, so how has your week been, Keith? Uh, well, like yourself, we, we, we both took kind of a break. and I was in Lisbon for the last Lisbon. week, and I uh, didn't do anything else but eat too much and drink too much. Um. So saw a lot of the city. I've, I'm a regular visitor to Lisbon. I've been there, God knows how many times, maybe six or seven or something like that. I don't really know, but there are quite a lot over the years. Uh, it's a place I always love going to. Well, I never tire of visiting. Um, so yeah, did really not not a whole lot except be a tourist and uh, far and drink far too much than is healthy for me. So the last couple of days, I've been back since Tuesday morning, or. I mean, late, sorry, Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, I got back in the wee hours and uh, just been getting back into the groove with everything. So, uh, so that's how it's been for me personally. And um, crypto-wise, it's been very, very good as well, which I'll explain since I get to my challenge. Things have been going very, very well. Cool. Yes. Cool. Well, for me, I spent the last week in a, most of the last week in a camper van, which we finally took delivery of. Uh, which was fairly challenging, I have to say. It's a big adjustment. I think it would have been easier without a little kid, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, pros and cons. You know, like it was one of those trips where and I haven't. That was the first holiday I've taken in well over a year. Proper, like let's get away from a computer screen and actually, like you know, trying to do something relaxing. A lot of it wasn't relaxing. There were there were dickhead border guards, uh, Romanian border guards. Sorry, Romania, but your your border at least one of your border guards is a total asshole. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of driving around doing unnecessary mileage where we didn't need to do it. And, ah, it was so hot as well. But there was also lots of amazing uh, experiences and things like that. So it was overall, I would say, it was great. Uh, but yeah, it was challenging, and I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I think I heard a podcast a, a while back. It was Tim Ferriss was talking to a chap. It was actually the Mister Money Mustache guy uh, in the U.S. He's like some personal finance guy, and his thing was. I think his basic investing strategy is that you you put all your money into index funds, and eventually you'll have enough there that. When you figure out what the amount of your cost of living is, uh, once your monthly cost of living, once that's once you have in there enough that it can give you seven percent per annum in, in 
in uh, return on investment or in gains or whatever um, profits that you can then retire. That's his thing. So like if you figure out, say it costs, say it costs you like 5,000 US dollars a month to live. And, you know, basically if you multiply that by 12 and then divide by seven, multiply by hundred, that's how much you need to put in there into that, into index funds and then you can retire. And this thing was to try and cut down on, and because of that, like if you take that as fact, then all you have to do to retire earlier is save more and spend less, basically. And I mean, that sounds so fucking obvious, but like it's a little bit more tricky than that, obviously. But basically, yeah, his thing was saying like, you know, it was about being more mindful about the things that you are actually spending your money on, like, is something going to bring you more joy in your life and don't make impulse buys and do you really need a car for example because a car is a big it's a big expense every month etc etc <clears throat> anyways he was saying that he should have something else other than like if you're working online on the internet you should have something else in your life that's not computer based that you do so for, for him it was building things like carpentry and Doing those kinds of like building like houses and stuff, you know, like your sheds, I don't know, something, man caves. Uh, and yeah, so this van that I've bought is, is my sort of one of those kind of things because it's really cool actually. Like it's sort of like a tiny house where you can fuck around with all of the systems in the house. Now, like maybe there's plenty of guys out there who would be like, why do you need a tiny house? What's wrong with just getting a big house and fucking around with the systems and that? But like, I wouldn't want to be, I would have no interest in trying to like electrically wire a house and all the work that goes with that. But in a van, it's quite simple, you know, because it's it's obviously much more simple, and, you know, in terms of wiring and everything's a lot less of it and the systems themselves are much more simple, but different. And anyways, my point is, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to improving the van and over the next few weeks before we go on our big our big jaunt. I will be coming to you from, a, from my office that I'm going to build inside the van in about three or four weeks. We can do the podcast from the van. Oh, wait. Look forward to that. Yeah. Excellent. So that's, that's what my week's been all about. So uh, anything in the news that caught your eye this week? Well, I mean, I've been taking something of a, a week off, so I haven't really been taking a look or earned that. Really, the coins have been kind of doing very well. Like, and the one that really has caught my eye is Solana. And um, yeah, Solana's I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily an expert on it. Uh, that's more your domain, but that's really the one that's really kind of been uh, catching my attention. So I don't know if you've any any insight as to why that's kind of maybe has been doing so well or has been why really yeah yeah I think the why I mean I don't know and I like I haven't researched this um, I have asked the question to myself a few times and I did listen to the Un- unconfirmed podcast where they were and um, where Laura Shen was talking to one of the Sol people or somebody who's closely connected with the project. Um, you know, I think um, I think it's just sort of a perfect storm. 
Um, you know, obviously Solana are an incredible team. They work very fast. They can get shit done quickly. Um, so, you know, this, that's part of it. They, they put an enormous amount of capital into building the... I mean, they're smart people, so they realized that they need... It wasn't enough to build a great blockchain. They, they had to also create an ecosystem. Um, and especially when... Um, with Solana, because Solana uses a completely different programming language than Ethereum. Most of crypto devs have, you know, have taken the time to go and learn Solidity, which is the programming language of Ethereum. So if you can if you can code Solidity, then you can build smart contracts and all those kinds of things. Um, but Solana works with a completely different uh, programming language, Rust, if I remember correctly. Um, so Seemingly, they had absolutely no no luck or no success in trying to convert, um, you know, the, the sort of traditional Ethereum developer, people who had spent time and energy learning Solidity into becoming Sol developers, um, even though the, you know, because you'd be thinking, well, it kind of makes sense because that developer would have a certain understanding of the logic of smart contracts and, and what's possible in terms of, you know, how they interact with each other, etc. Um, but seemingly they had no joy with that. Uh, so they had to try and go out and recruit uh, new developers into the Solana ecosystem who weren't already Solidity developers. Um, and I think they spent a lot of money, like, I'm not exactly sure how much, but millions and millions. Um, of dollars to, to try and fund Solana startups. Um, and as a consequence of that, in the last year, a lot of them have gone through FTX as well. Uh, and FTX have just been going from strength to strength. I mean, FTX are playing all the things, like <laughs> all the sport. They're just, they've put so much money into deals with like sports teams, like stadiums, all sorts of things they're buying. Um, so they're, they're doing they're making huge inroads into different um, different aspects of society uh, to bring crypto more mainstream. And I think um, all of those things combined, but in particular that the, you know, there's been a number of successful um, Solana ecosystem projects like, you know, Mercurial Finance, like Serum, like um, uh, the one that you had money in for a while that I can't think of the name of right now. Um, what is this? Didn't you have money at Radium? Oh, Radium, yes, yes, that's correct. Back in yeah. Jesus, February this year, yeah. is correct. So, you know, I think all of those things, all of those projects coming online and the huge, I mean, they're, like, if you consider how long the move to proof of stake has taken Ethereum, we're still not there yet. We're talking about fucking years at this stage. Like, okay, it's okay. It's maybe only three years, but still, it's a long time in crypto. You know. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you have so Ethereum is is really weighed down by the legacy aspects of the platform. You know, like whether that's through just the sheer TVL. Um, you know, on the chain, the, the amount of Ethereum that's locked up in various DeFi projects, etc., or the fact that they just have a, you know, they have a history and they have different personalities who all have their say, and 
power, etc. Um, versus Saul, who's by comparison light and nimble. You know they don't have all that legacy baggage, um, basically. So yeah. you know they can just get shit done much more quickly. And yeah, you know as I said, they're pouring capital into um, into growing their ecosystem. So I think it was just a perfect storm. But I mean it it was absolutely killing it like and it made me very very happy because i had yeah like 75 dollars it's at 75 dollars right now and you know like just gonna look on coin gecko 30 days ago um, i guess come down oh it's, yeah, it's ago, at 27. yeah it's at 70 so that's a 3x in 70 yeah. well coin gecko saying 75 41 yeah, it's 75, 74, 74, 46, around that, that range, yeah. It's, it's been a story well, of the like, week for me. Sorry. But a month ago, it was 27 bucks. Oh, it was even less than I think it was. was. Yeah, it was 23 so or something. On, yeah. Again, on CoinGecko, this is saying the 27th of July, which is basically a month ago. Um, 27.43. This is incredible. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's outperformed everything in the last 30 days. Would that be correct to say? No, not everything actually. There's some crazy coins, some of those NFT projects have done probably insane, and certainly in the top 10 coins. Are they a top 10 coin? I guess they must be right. Somewhere. Um, of the <laughs> ones that I'm following. Or I have maybe it's only now safe BTC. (laughs) So the best seven day movers. um, This is an exclusive list, but of the ones that I keep an eye on. Um, as soon as I can get it up, I'll tell you. Cardano has done very well as well. Cardano was up at three, nearly three dollars the other day, um, which is which is insane and actually kills me because. I can't see that project. I just, I used to be a very, very, I really bought into the nerd of Cardano and I've gone 180 degrees on it because I can't, they're so fucking slow to roll things out. I just think, it's one of the reasons I love Solana. I just think in this, in this space, you can be a lot of things, but you can't be slow. You know, you have to get shit done. Um, Yep. That's the problem. It, it's so true. I mean, um, one of the, the, the coins I've been bullish on for a long time, and I, I mentioned it a few times, is Reserve, and they're just not... Um, I mean, where do I begin with these guys? They're just not doing what they're saying they've done. It's, they're not doing what they've, they've, they said they will do. Um, they, the, the launch like, a few weeks ago was very promising. It looked like things were going to go in a nice upward direction. Um, but the marketing that they promised that they deliver has yet to materialize. Um, it, I mean, the marketing looked like it was going to be quite effective. Some heavy hitters on board apparently have showed up, and they don't get they don't seem to to get the importance of speed. And um, you don't have all day. You don't have you have a limited amount of time to to bring things into place. Otherwise, people will start to sell the project. You know, it, it loses momentum. And every time that you have a big sell and it, the price drops, that's further back up the, 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 the hill you have to climb. 
Um, it, it astounds me that, that people don't seem to yeah. get this. It's like, okay, every time the, it, it can potentially get to a stage where there's, you know, the project takes too many blows where it just doesn't recover. Um, yeah. I mean, I see this the whole time. There's another, a, a great example is BSC View, which is, you know, I, I checked in and there it's dead now. Oh, is it dead? Uh, it's, I mean, the market cap is like quarter of a million or something like this. And this is this is an example of a project that really. Uh, this is how to mis completely mismanage uh, a coin. You know, this was a coin that had a lot of potential, um, and it like. It, it could have been a, a worthwhile a worthwhile alternative to PooCoin if, if not I mean from a tech tech oh, point of view it seems but what they've <laughs> what they done was they, they completely lied to the community about what they were going to deliver. They they promised marketing and never showed up. They promised this and it's never showed up and then anyone who kind of voices their uh, disapproval it gets labeled a footer or they're banned. And you know that's mm -hmm. You know the easiest way to make a pro to, to to make a project a success is just delivering what you promise you deliver, and if you can't do it, then you're you have to have perfect you have to have good communication. You have to explain why it never happens. Um, you, yeah. if you you explain that if it hasn't happened by this stage, you explain when it will happen, and what people can look forward to. But what these guys do is they just ignore it, and if you promise a lot of stuff, and it's it okay. Yeah, and if, if you so promise good. a lot of stuff, if you promise things are going to happen and it doesn't happen and you ignore any people who are saying, hey, what's going on with this? Where, where, why didn't this happen? You ignore it or you just ban them or you silence their voices. They'll just sell and they'll leave. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, any project can handle a certain amount of sellers and it, it's normal, but what they can't handle is so many that it just sinks down to some ridiculously low price. Because to resurrect a project when it gets down that low is, with every with every blow, with every sell, it becomes harder. And some projects sink to a, to a level where it's just impossible to recover from. And taking that, like it, it just baffles me why people who run project, who, you know, devs, people who run projects don't get this. Just deliver on what you what you're supposed to deliver on, and be honest about what you will deliver and when. And if you don't deliver on it, then just say why. Okay, we didn't. This didn't happen for X, Y, Z reason. Um, here's why. Here's what you can expect. Man, just ignoring the, the, the community like that. it is yeah. just it's a recipe for disaster because they'll mm -hmm. just sell. And like I said, you'll, you could get to a point where it's just a project is is it's unsalvageable. It gets too far down. So um, it's yeah, look, you know the thing is like. I think this is the problem that, like, I think it represents maybe an immaturity in the in the people behind the project, or maybe a lack of faith in, you know, in truth and authenticity. But in any event, whatever the reason, uh, whether it's BSC View or or whatever the project, I'm not picking on them in particular, even though their chart looks like total dog shit. Um, I am picking on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick on I'm them. I'm just saying that, like. No, but it happens. What you what you have just described happens all the freaking time. And like the thing is, it's unnecessary. It's we're talking about software development on literally the the cutting edge of fintech. I mean, that's yeah. as difficult as it gets in terms of software development. So, like, 
you know, I'm not talking about shitcoin projects where they've just literally copy and pasted smart contract code and they changed the brand name. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about projects who are actually trying to do something innovative or new um, and yeah. are building the platform from the ground up. Um, the reality is there are 100% definitely at some point going to be some setbacks. There are going to be some things that, oh, sure. that are going to get missed. There's going to be some deliverables that you you just are not going to be able to deliver on. It doesn't matter how good the intentions are. It doesn't matter how good the team is. Um, it's just yep. a fact of software development. And if when that happens, your response as a management team is mea culpa, you know, like we... It's not for the one to trying. Everybody's working their ass off. Uh, but here's what happened, and here's why we're late. You know, I mean, there's a great example of this, and I, unfortunately I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. It's, I must dig out. I'll try and dig out the... the um, I'll try and dig out the link, and if I can find the link, I'll post it. That I needed to post it in the show notes for this episode because it's brilliant. It was a project, and the guy, the CEO guy, um, they were building a trading. I don't know if it was like a Dex or what it was, some sort of trading platform. And so the CEO was doing all these CEO videos, and basically, like one of the videos is just him ranting about like how badly they've been let down by the development team, they were using this agency and that. And he basically, he was just completely authentic and completely transparent about all the things that had happened. And his frustration was obvious. Like it was quite clear that, you know, he was as pissed off, if not more pissed off than anybody else possibly could be. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was a, I'd say it was a lesson in how authenticity can be, can be like you save can save you basically as a project. Sure. Um, so basically, this guy, this video is the opposite of what you've just described. And yeah, I'll try and see if I can find him posted in the show notes because it's actually fucking hilarious. Like the guy is like, you know, and he's walking you through all the things, all the different problems that they came across that he's asked this agency to fix and their response to it. And it was just laughable. Like great insights into the crypto industry and the way that things work. And and also, you know, how ridiculous it can be at times. Um, authenticity so yeah. is kind of an authenticity is a great thing. It's why John John McAfee, even though he was um, you know, he's question his character was questionable in some ways. I think he was authentic and I think what he, a lot of what you oh, saw yeah. with the guy. You know, crazy he might have been, but he was authentic and he that was part I didn't of give family. two fucks that guy. No. That guy did not give two fucks. There's actually rumored he didn't he, care. There's a rumor that he's actually um, still alive and he's actually here in Barcelona, believe it or not. Somewhere someone was telling me that that's he has a telegram group. <laughs> he's, he's posting from it. And he's threatening to um release all sorts of secret, but there you go. Apparently he's still locking around. You know, so maybe I might go track that would be brilliant. Day. Yeah, that would be fucking somewhere. awesome. I would love it if he was still yeah. alive and that the whole thing was just a. He somehow yeah. bribed some like Spanish officials and mm. and they just let him go and pretend that he was dead. That would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> He's Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Projects not being authentic and not moving quickly enough is is obviously a big problem. But um, yeah, like at the moment with the market the way it is, um, yeah, I think I think it's from an invest from an investing or trading perspective. I think that there's plenty of there's plenty of places you can put your capital right now that are seem like pretty good pretty good bets. Would you agree? Yeah, like trenches. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about tranches first before you we well, do your challenge? Well, we've already talked about tranches. I talked about it last week or two okay. weeks ago. Do you, do you yeah. remember that? I do remember that. But that was the project. That was a project uh, I aped into uh, a few weeks ago. And um, is this in your? Is are you still holding that in your challenge? Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well. Why don't you just do a challenge and share your screen there and show us absolutely how yeah, yeah. so we don't have to talk about it in abstract. Absolutely, yes. So um here we go. It's our screen. Yeah. <sighs> this thing's been a bit wobbly. Just give me a moment. So it says I'm not hmm. Uh, Do you have two screens? No, no, that's that's your domain. The two screens. I think I think it's working now. Can you see? Yeah, yeah. See my challenge. Okay, cool. So uh, things have been going quite well. I'm up to forty-four. Wow! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, dude! Yeah. So uh, Trenches has gone on a bit of a uh, bit of a roll. Um, I'm not sure what I bought in it. I can how many. Can't remember. Which was it? I think it must have been wow, one, that's one, really one, fucking cool, man. One one twenty or something. I I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but it's done. Uh, it's done a three x anyway in the last. I mean, well, more like four because you were four. You know, yeah, it's more than that, man. Because you were like ten k or or slightly below. Around the 10k mark from my my yeah. memory the last time we had an episode. So yeah, maybe but, yeah, it was in around four X. But this has actually gone. This has actually gone higher. So this was at 54 at one stage. I checked it a few days ago. So it's taken a bit of a dip. So um, yeah, it got up got up to 55 uh, yesterday, I believe, and it's been kind of dipping since then. So it's been bouncing around at uh, 53, 46, and. Um, Let's take a look. So, well, it's at 40, 40, well, 37 mil market cap. This could easily go to 100. And I think anyone who, I think it's worth looking, potentially looking at an entry. I think, you know, we, we, if the market as a whole is, is going to be uncertain, and I think it will be, um, I think we could have something of a, of a BTC sell-off, I think it might go lower. And if that happens, then the likes of these coins, the likes of, the likes of Tranches will be hit hardest. So these, would, these, will, be, these mm. will feel that more than anything else or more than, than other coins, given what it does and what it's all about. So, but I think long-term, this is a very, very good play. And I think if, if it were to get down to maybe 30, 25 even, even which is possible if, if the market continues on something of a downward trajectory, uh, if you see more of a sell-off, um, then Tranches could be a good, potentially, 
you know, you could it could be a good entry, maybe around three, three ish, three fifty um, at some stage. Uh, Starts a dollar cost average in around that point. You reckon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would watch it and see if something like that happens, and that's what I'm considering doing. I'm, I'm considering getting more into it. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I've been very pleased about how this is how this is uh, performed. I'm delighted that I went into tranches yeah. and I was, um, I was going to go quite hard into reserve. And thankfully, that was this was the right move because I was very, very close. I don't know if you remember, I, I, I didn't go into reserve in the end. Well, mm -hmm. I, I do have a small bike, but nothing too crazy. But I, I went to I went hard in tranches. So um, yeah, that's, that's, things are working out well. And I think this is further to go. Um, I think in the short term we might see more of a dip, um, so I think it could, it could easily get down to thirty-ish uh, for a market cap. If we see more of, like I said, a downward trajectory in the markets, if that happens, definitely DCA in. Uh, I'll be doing that anyway. Um, but if if the market, so you're not going to sell. You're, you're not going to take any profit now at this level and put it into something else. I'm you're just going to hold the time. I don't know. Um, I've thought about that. Yeah, maybe I might. I don't know. Forty-four um, k is a big bag of of one. Yeah, I mean, I'm undecided. There's there's arguments for and against doing that. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. It is it is quite a big bag, all right? Yeah. Um, there's but there's good reasons. I mean, to sell if I was to sell off that forty-four, I wouldn't get forty-four for it. So I get considerably less. I'd probably be lucky to get forty. I think. So maybe it's it doesn't make sense to sell because of the tax. It's not even that. Well, probably liquidity. You know, are you going to be able to sell forty four at forty four? Um, right. Usually, you're going to take a hit because of for for a bag of that size. It's you know. You, ah, but you, you could take like, a bit out. You could take like twenty five percent off. Well, that's, that would probably be the bit, be the better move to take some out. Um, to take some profits. To take my initial stake. Take that out. And just you know, you're left with house money after that. So that's probably what I'll do. And I think I'll decide on my my course of action either later tonight uh, or tomorrow. But yeah, that would be a wise thing to do. So I'd yeah, say so, yeah, because I can't see I can't see a project like that continuing to increase in value when the market goes into a bear market again, which is an, which is an inevitability, right? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this might be as far as it goes. So I'm kind of trying to keep an eye on the overall market and things haven't been they've taken, I've been in decline somewhat for the last few days. So I'm really, I'm sitting on the fence right now and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for some sort of sign that something is going to happen in another direction. And if, if I do get that sign, then I'm going to make a move. But yeah, I think definitely will be a good idea to take the, um, the initial stake off the table. Uh, perhaps deploy it elsewhere. Um, maybe into for the first time, I might diversify. Uh, I've yet to do that really. <laughs> and I mean, almost we've been at this now almost six months, and I've I've yet to diversify. I've always kind of done what you said I should not do, or anyone else for that matter. And that's to do uh, put all your eggs in one basket. But I think yeah, I think my plan was always to kind of get to a certain level of. Get, get my port get get this portfolio to a certain level and then kind of start to, to diversify it and i think i've got there now so you now might be a good idea to kind of take some off the table and put it into some of the higher cap coins yeah. the, the the ada's the 
you know, the interior is the BTCs or whatever. So uh, Solana as yeah. well. Um, I don't think I'll be looking at any of those right now because they have to come down, especially Solana. It's just gone. It's had too much of a run, and I don't think it's going to go further than that right now. Long term, for sure. But I think that's a uh, pullback is due. Yeah. So, yeah, probably sure. take, some, take some capital off the table, take my initial stake or whatever the stake was a week, 10 days ago. Take that out and let the rest rise in uh, crunches. So, um, yeah, that's how things have been for me, I guess. So it's been been good last uh, well, two weeks, two weeks since we were last here, I think. Yeah. Cool. Well, my my um, I'm doing significantly less well than that, let's say, but. Uh, um, yeah, so look, I'll walk you through where I'm at with this. I like I should preface by saying that um, so look where I'm at with my challenge is um, I am up to six thousand seven hundred and forty-five, which is a slight increase on last week. Um, my main bags are I have Solana, um, is my largest cap bag. At $1,795. That's up a fair bit from last week. Uh, D5 Pulse Index, which is just not performing for whatever reason. D5 on Ethereum, D5 projects on Ethereum just tells you to be performing. Um, I have capital being traded by a bot in Upbots. That has done a little bit. Nothing like multiple X's. Um, so I think I'm starting to think that for the challenge, obviously I, I, I know for a fact that trading bots make gains over the long term. Like if you put capital into a trading bot and you just leave it alone for a year, you'll have more money than you had at the start. That's my opinion. That's not even my opinion. I, I believe that to be fact. Um, but I guess it is my opinion. Um, however, I think there's some wisdom in, I'm not sure about going all in every every trade. I just don't think I'm made up of stuff that would, which, uh, would be able to handle that kind of stress. But I think for this challenge, when you're starting off with $1,000, I think, yeah, I think you have, you're, you are right, Keith, in the sense that I think you know, you've got to take some bigger risks at the start because 1000 bucks. You know, like if you're making 10% per month, it's going to take you a long time to get to a point where you're, you know, where you've got any sort of money at all. It's going to take you forever. You're never going to reach the million mark. So if you want to reach the million mark, you're going to have to take some risks with some, some sort of riskier type sure. projects. Yeah. And I think my mistake has been to sort of play it safe from day one as opposed to taking some risks at the start. And then diversifying that risk a little bit. Um, so now I wanted to do it in part for the educational side of of things, um, just to show a different perspective, a different way. Somebody starting with the exact same amount of money could play things than the way that you were doing it. Um, but yeah, so far that has not paid off anywhere close to the returns that you've gotten. Um, now I'm saying that. You were only a little bit ahead of me until until you got tranches uh, landed big. So mm. 
Um, so there's an element of luck in that as well, I would say, an element. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well, absolutely. Take away from your efforts on research and all those kinds of things. So I know you do your, I know you do your homework before you put your money on, on anything, and you know. So I'm not in any way diminishing that. <laughs> Sometimes, but but like as you said earlier on yourself, you know, you could have gone all in on reserve, um, and your gut instinct or whatever told you not to, but. It could have gone the other way, basically, is what I'm saying. And and for me, for, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's for sure. Um, but still, I, I, you need proper capital to get started, and a grand is just not proper capital. Um, so I think I've spread myself far too thin, and I'm going to try and consolidate. I think in the in the coming weeks because that's basically like my four big bags are Solana, which has been doing great. Um, in fact, if I had my entire 1000x in there i'd be closer to where you are right now i would have 3x it probably so um you know i would be somewhere around the 16k mark instead of instead of only seven so um but i have i have some something similar in value on a little bit less than DeFi pulse index which because it hasn't performed i have something similar in um a trading bot, which again, you know, hasn't really been doing amazing. It's doing okay. It's making returns. It's just not like it's nothing, you know, compared to 3x or 2x. So um, now I'm not saying, by the way, there's a lot of different, like even in Upbots, there's 14 different trading bots that you can choose from. And the platform isn't even the full commercial platform yet. So, so like, there's an element of that possibly being a poor choice of bot on my part, as well as the actual, you know, but the bot that I chose anyway hasn't done amazing in the last two weeks. Um, it's in the plus, but it's just not, it's not tripling my money. And I knew it wouldn't from day one. It, it has to take a balanced risk approach. Uh, and then I've got some Polygon, which honestly hasn't done, has done fuck all. I think I got it at, a, at around a dollar and now it's like 139 or, Maybe it might have even for this portfolio, it might have even been 120 when I bought it. And of course, I have some upbots tokens still, um, which you know, the token price there is 20, uh, 2.6 cents. Um, so from 10 cent all time high on the project, and um, I would say there's lots of room to grow there. Now, in saying that, there is lots of stuff going to be coming up, so I'm, I'm at, I will probably won't sell that because. Yeah, my expectation is that that's going to increase. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Got a smidge of Binance coin, which has done very well as well the last the last couple of weeks. So I think from about 400, it was up from about three something to 500 the other day. Uh, give or take. It's it's been doing well since um, I suppose the big dip, the last big dip we we had, which is mid July or thereabouts. It's um, it almost got down to about 250 or something like that. So, um, that's been tracking up, it's been going up, so that's almost a 2x. So, yeah, I mean, um, as a guy yourself, I mean, it's, it's really finding those kind of projects that are relatively low market. Well, I mean, really to kind of make this, this work and uh, to see those gains, you have to find those projects that are in and around the three million to three to four or five million that have yet to take off that potentially would take off and identifying them is, is, is 
is the tricky thing, you know? Yeah, do they have, did they, I mean, do they have enough marketing behind them? Do they have influencers who are going to promote them? I mean, is there buzz on Twitter? All these things which were, when I looked at Ch Tranchester, were all, it was ticking a lot of boxes. And they had the recommendation of, of you know, some people I trust. So for me, that was kind of like, okay, you know, I like what it does. Um, and well, even if a project does have, what it does isn't necessarily the most important thing from, from whether it's going to pump or not. It really no. has to have, it really has to have a, like a, a good enough, it has to have proper marketing. And if it doesn't have that, people don't know about it. Reserve is such a great example of this. There's just no marketing and people are not buying it. So the, the, the coin itself, the idea, what it's, what it's mm. attempting to do is, it's, you know, it's, the concept is amazing. But if, if people don't know about it, it's, it's not, it's, nothing's going to happen. So the marketing yeah. has to be there. The right people have to pick up and start shouting about it. And that's what was happening with, with Tranches. So I felt it was kind of a worthy punt. But... Some someday, maybe in the next few weeks, I'm going to try and put together. We definitely should do a show about how I, anyway, how I go about trying to find these. What are mm. the criteria, the boxes that need to be ticked in order to mm. identify a project that might have a reasonable chance of, of, of succeeding, and you know that it might have a reasonable chance of doing that. You know that five, that ten x, which yeah. Tranches did when I first heard about it. You know, and it could have been a lot more. So instead of like 45K, I could have been, if I'd kind of picked up on it when I first saw it, um, it was something like 50 cents or something when I first saw it. So that would have been, damn. 8X, 9X. I mean, it's got up to, to well over 5, 520. So, right. I mean, that's, that's a 10X, you know. And had I picked up on it at that stage, but I didn't, it was whatever, I, whatever price I got in and I won something or whatever. So, yeah, I think that would definitely be something worthwhile anyway to, you know, it's by, by no means exhaustive yeah. and it's no means definitive, but how I would go about trying to find those projects that will make you crypto rich. And really, that's what you got to do. You, you're only going to get so far with the, the higher cap coins, like to really make it to get, to get crypto yeah. rich, you have to kind of take those risks uh, with the smaller cap coins. I mean, with... with and you want to mitigate the amount of risk that you take because a lot of these coins can can really sink when it's very 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 quickly. You have to know which ones are likely, which ones that is likely to happen to. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, definitely maybe in the next few weeks or some, you know, perhaps early September, that would be something worth doing. It would be a good good team for a mini show, I guess. Not not a show necessarily all about that particular thing, but just how I would yeah. go about that. I well, no, we I think we should. Yeah. I think it would be nice for us to mix up the format a little bit and get some guests on, do some, do, do some other stuff because, um, yeah, just just interject some new energy and a little bit of a different experience into some episodes would be good, I think, because, you know, like if you think about it, like you just said, you know, like 10X, 10Xs are not something that happen every single day of the week. Uh, for sure. And to get a thousand X, you've got to go, you've got to get a hundred ten X if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a long, long way to go. And a long road. Uh, yeah, um, but you know, like, 
I think it's very doable. Um, but I would love to hear what other people think about that side of things, yeah, well, about trading, get some other insights. And also, just I, I do think having some more actionable, actually, actually, practical type things would be good. Dude, actually, that's not true. It's to, to get to a thousand, you only need a few 10Xs. I think if you're starting from the very, from, for one, for sure. But if you have 1,000, you do a 10X, that's 100, that's uh, 10K. 10, so then you do another 10X, it's 100. All oh, right, yeah, you're right. So you don't need actually a few, few it's, you don't need right. a few. Which is fucking doing, moron. <laughs> when it comes to maths. Can be, which can be done in a very, very short, potentially in a very short period of time. And theoretically, yeah, we right. both have had enough opportunities. I've seen enough 10Xs since we started this channel, like I've come, like they have come across my, my, mm. I've come across them and I haven't acted on them for one way or the other. In fact, we've come across two, um, since mid July, um, or actually three, if you, if you throw in Axie Infinity, uh, Axie Infinity, YGG and, uh, Tranchest now as well. So they do, I, I do come across them, but for whatever reason, like, you know, we might not act upon them because there might be yeah. some nagging doubt. They're just, we're not convinced of well, some particular aspect or whatever it might be, but they, they do, they do happen. And they're, yeah. they're not that rare. No, I mean, I, just, I think, didn't I get 20X or something on that safe BTC thing that you told me about? But I was like, yeah, put in a hundred. It looks quid. so sketchy. I only put a hundred <laughs> quid in. Like I wouldn't, I mean, if I, if I put a grand, into something like that, I would have to sit and watch the chart until until yeah. I got my 10x or until I felt, you know, some, I don't know, I, I just don't know how, I'm not sufficiently emotionally, uh, my emotions aren't sufficiently controllable that I can, I'd be able to just sit through that. And in fact, in, the, in that one, the only reason I didn't sell it, I would have definitely sold it sooner. Because if you remember what happened with that, nothing happened for a while. And and I was meant to actually meant a few times I looked at it and thought, I should probably just sell this. And then mm. it like it just it just stayed around a hundred bucks. What I put in was a hundred dollars and it stayed around that for like weeks. You got in and got out, made yeah. a few quid and got out, and then and then all of a sudden it just was you know, for some reason, and that's when I was able to much later on, weeks later, sell it for mm. much less. Or sorry, for much more, for like tw two grand or something. I think I took out in the end, or two and a half grand. So, like, yeah, the only reason, if I had had more money in that, I definitely would have exited sooner, and I would have missed the opportunity. That's my that's my honest read on that situation. So, I think the likes. I think the likes of safe BTC, though that 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 coin had no real fundamentals. Um, same goes with mm. safe moon. Those those two particular coins just took off for, I mean, for no other reason than, than than I wouldn't even say marketing necessarily. I would say it's just shilling on behalf of their their respective communities. Um, marketing, yeah, I suppose marketing is the best way to describe it. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily conventional marketing that are you might be used to from for more. Um, would I say reputable projects, <laughs> maybe? But I mean, it, it, it was it was definitely nothing to do with with any of the fundamentals of those two projects. They just kind of took off because uh, relentless shilling, fanaticism of the community, um, and safe, I mean, safe BTC. Sorry, safe Moon is still somewhat stable. I think it's at one point five billion, which is respectable. 
Well, Safe BTC is completely imploded, and I think yeah. at its height was something like 200 million market cap, and it's completely gone. So that is some rise and wow. some fall. Yeah. Well, actually, what happened was they rebranded it as Safe City, and uh, the last time I checked, it was at 10,000 10, market cap, so it's, it's pretty much over. So that one pretty yeah. much just, um, I don't know if it was a rope pull or what happened. But yeah, uh, some sort of, you know, a show detailing how you can potentially find these 10Xs would be very interesting to explore and very useful, I think. Um, yeah. But really, the things I would kind of look for, uh, I would look for some evidence that upward trajectory, in, in, in general, I would look for some evidence that a, an upward trajectory is likely to happen. So this isn't always easy to, to quantify, but usually the, the kind of quality of people who are promoting it on Twitter and elsewhere is a good judge that this is something that that combined with what it's what it's all about like what does it do what are the fundamentals of the project um but if the people that are promoting it are already announced that means the market there is a marketing plan there there's one in place and they're acting upon us rather than just promises so a lot of projects will have promises for marketing but just don't deliver on it they're just like they say to market and of course they would say that but unless they have actually people who are signs that they're, you know, people who have signed, influencers have signed on the dot line that are going to deliver, that they have, that are going to make videos, they're going to talk about it, then it's, it's you know, talk is cheap. So mm -hmm. really kind of finding that information. <clears throat> and as a result of that, you can kind of have a good idea as to what's likely going to happen, where is it going to lead. Uh, if the fundamentals of the project are sound, then you can be, you know, you can never be 100% sure, but you can perhaps have a good idea that it's going to be reasonably successful. Um, Do you want to hear something bonkers? I yep. just did a, a sort on CoinGecko by the, the coin that has accumulated the most the gains in the last seven days. It's no other than SafeMoon. Right? Sure. Number 77 coin. 77th in CoinGecko's coin list. It's up 65.9% in the last seven days. Market cap is 1.5 billion. Do you mean that the, the top 100? No, I just did a, you know the way on CoinGecko it has like coin, price, one hour, 24 yeah, hours, yeah. seven days. I just clicked on the seven days to sort by the, the to sort the coins into a list of like this has increased the most in the last seven days this one's the next most etc and on down so yeah it's up 65.9 percent according to CoinGecko, it's up 65.9 percent in the last seven days which is incredible um avax has been doing very well as well yes like avax is up 41 percent yeah absolutely i mean um I really need to kind of dig into some of these coins and um, see what's been driving with the moment. If it's just kind of general, uh, they're moving with the market after something specific. Um, it would be interesting to see exactly why they're moving so much. If it's just kind of the market, you know, general market, uh, market buoyancy or something else. Well, I think that sort of general market buoyancy is gone at the moment, isn't it? Like, it feels like, well, I mean, if you look at the top, if you look at the top 10 coins just based purely on on like the rank um you know it's on the seven days there is 
I mean, I guess Binance is up a bit. Most of like Bitcoin's only up four four percent on the seven day, and it's down on the twenty four hour. So, um, yeah, the, it's looking more red, I would say, than green at this point. Um, yeah, in the top hundred odd. Well, the top. Let's see. Top. Yeah, pretty much the top hundred. It's looking more red than green on CoinGecko. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think those are sort of outliers. There's probably something else going on there. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, so I think exploring how to find these gems would be, you know, that would be definitely something interesting and. Yeah. It's not something I necessarily even have a, a coherent process as to how, how I do a lot of. It's kind of like, you know, a gut feeling. Um, it's kind of, how does, how does this project sit with me? How does it feel? What are mm -hmm. the, the, the people in the Telegram like? Is there much bickering and infighting already? Are people kind of, you know, how are they kind of dealing with the team? How are the team being responsive? How responsive are the team? To to queries, just general queries. How are they? How's their attitude? You know, just a little, lots of little mm. small things. Is the Telegram fake? I mean, that they have ten thousand members, but there's only like twenty online at any one time. Um, mm. So there's a lot of things you can do to kind of suss out whether this is something that may or may not do well. But uh, yeah, doing a show will be interesting. I'll be up for that. I'll be cool. Yeah, cool. Mm. I'd certainly be interested in hearing that as well. Yeah. Um all right. So any anything else you want to talk about before we call it a day? Do we have anything else we need to discuss? Well, I mean I don't think there's any coins really on my radar. Um what I'm gonna delve into, I, I will have perhaps one for next week, but I mean unfortunately I've been holidays for the last week, but mm. NFT wise I'm gonna start delving into that. Maybe the has I think there's going to be definitely in the NFT gaming, gaming space. Um, what I'm looking to, to, to dig out is the next Axie or YGG and see what the current, what the, the, the potential players are or not. Um, one thing that I wanted to kind of start doing um, was right. to get, start buying NFTs to, to perhaps formulate some sort of uh, along with you know how to find these potential 10x gems is to, to to do the same with nfts as well so um that's be something i'm going to be looking at for next week but this week um i only have eyes for tranches i'm going to see how that goes uh before i look at any other projects so i don't have anything in this week unfortunately um but for right. to come up what i'm going to be looking at is nft buying finally getting cool. my feet wet with that and number two, um, to kind of get down a guide, um, how to identify these projects early. And I think that's the key to making crypto, not just, not just this challenge, but crypto in general work. Um, I mean, you can go down the routes of, of, of buying the higher market, higher, higher market cap coins and letting them run, but that potentially could take a long time. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that it works. But really, to, to kind of get those get those legs up, you really need to find those smaller market cap coins because they can do the the ten x's a, a far far easier than the likes of Cardano will. Um, so that they're ideal to kind of get into later on. 
when you've built up a reasonably large portfolio, then you kind of take some risk off the table and then you kind of dive into those. But I think that at the early stage, you should be, you're going to have to take risks. You're not get to like a couple of grants to 40, 50 via Cardano. It's not going to happen. So mm. um, making that guide and getting that guide will be, that's something I'm going to have for next week. And cool. um, yeah, after that, let's let's kind of dive into the NFT world and to kind of get that down and to start, you know, how do you identify the, the which NFTs to buy, where the things to look for, do's and don'ts, all that kind of stuff. All right, cool. Already, yeah. And from my point of view, I'm going to try and consolidate some of the some of the bags I have. I'm going to try and sell some things. I think and just try and get get together some of the capital um, into a higher risk effort for next week. So probably sometime at the weekend, I'll spend some hours and. Dig into some research on some some uh, riskier plays, let's say. Absolutely, nice. All right, cool. Well, if that's all, then thanks for listening for the week, and uh, thanks for your thoughts and your contributions, Keith. We'll we'll chat again next week. And yours too, Neil. <laughs>